Hey, this is Mark Iskowitz, and I'm here on day one of JPM in San Francisco talking with Dan Wilson, who is EVP of Strategy, Corporate Development, and Investor Relations at iRhythm, uh, the digital health leader focused on cardiac care. And Dan, you're, you're not only based out of the Bay Area now, but you're a former investment banking analyst, and you worked for JPM, so clearly we're, we're on your turf here, right? That's right. So I, I thought about that this morning. I think I've been coming to J.P. Morgan for 20 years now, 10 years of which I had the pleasure of uh, helping coordinate this uh, monster of a meeting. Uh, don't miss that aspect, but uh, very much always look forward to, to this week. Yeah, so you, probably better than a lot of folks, can kind of do a compare and contrast now. What, what would you say impresses you about this year's conference versus years past? Well, first I would say it's great to be back together in person. There's two years that we lost there uh, due to COVID, and we did try to do the, the conference virtually, but it's uh, nowhere near the same. Uh, just getting, you know, I, I heard someone, as I was coming up the stairs today, uh, 48,000 people in San Francisco attending the conference, and getting that many uh, um, intelligent people, you know, thinking about how to solve healthcare's problems uh, in one city for a week. Uh, great things are going to happen. So uh, we're just uh, only part of the way through the week here, and really looking forward to a productive week. Yeah. Four to eight thousand, not forty-eight thousand. Just want to clarify that, right? Four, forty-eight thousand people. Four, forty-eight thousand people just at this conference. That's correct. So I think. Officially, probably 10,000 people in the conference, in the, in the hotel, uh, which if anyone's taken the stairs today, it, it feels like 10,000 people uh, on the stairs at one time. Uh, but in and around the conference in San Francisco, I heard 48,000 people. Wow. There's a lot going on on the sidelines of this event, which you know probably adds the other 40,000 some odd people to, to the total there. Okay, great. And obviously, uh, you know, the front and center theme here is deal-making of, of the conference. You have... Um, executives um, like yourself, plus the uh, investors, VC funds, journalists here, you know, converging, talking about collaborations, M&A. How was uh, deal-making for iRhythm in 2022, and what's your outlook for 23 in, in terms of deal-making, whether it's M&A or collaborations? Yeah. So, as iRhythm very much sees, you know, collaborating with uh, other companies, other partners out there is very much an absolute necessity in terms of uh, getting after the problems that we're looking to solve. So, I think previously it may be have it may have been considered kind of an optional way of doing business. You can do things organically and you know go about your business that way. But very much see it as as a necessity. These problems that we are trying to solve are very complex. And the more um, capabilities that you can bring together to solve those problems, I think the the more successful you're going to be. So um, we're very much leaning into that and expect 23 to be even more active from a business development standpoint, from a partnership standpoint, from uh, potentially an acquisition standpoint than any other year in our history. Okay. And iRhythm, obviously, it's in the arrhythmia detection business. How has the company ensured growth in its digital health business in the face of last year's economic downturn? Yeah. So, you know, for us, um, we treat um, or serve about a million and a half patients per year. 
as we look at our market opportunity, there's tens of millions of patients that we can potentially serve. And we're looking at all different kinds of strategies on how best to get out to those individuals. Um, a push into primary care is a, is a big one for us. Um, iRhythm's history is, has mostly been within the cardiovas cardiovascular and uh, electrophysiology space. Um, but see primary care as a way to, to reach more, more potential patients. So, um, and that's very much where a potential partner can, can help. That's a very big space, uh, certainly relative to cardiology, um, and we won't be able to get out there uh, completely on our own. So we're certainly looking for partners um, uh, as a way to, to reach more patients. What kind of partner would give you uh, like a footprint in, in primary care? What, what kind of, can you kind of give me, share a little color around the kind of partner you're looking for there? Yeah, I would say it's any company that has a presence and is selling into, into primary care. Um, uh, certainly a lot of pharma companies have, um, have reach into primary care, and that's certainly one potential way to, to go about it. We also look at the space and see kind of more and more of these innovative PCP um, uh, companies, and, and uh, certainly those are potential customers and partners for us. We'll, we'll announce one tomorrow. We mentioned, we put a press release out today, we mentioned um, signing on one of the biggest primary care provider groups out there. Uh, we'll we'll uh, name that company specifically tomorrow during our presentation. But it really, it's, you know, we don't have a specific, you know, prescriptive idea in mind in terms of who the partner should be, and it could be multiple partners, to be honest. Um, but again, going back to my earlier comment, uh, healthcare is a big fragmented space, and we know we can't do it all on our own, so we're certainly looking for like-minded partners as a way to, to achieve our, our goals and objectives. Yeah. Uh, switching over to uh, you know growth drivers uh, for, for a moment, you know you have the Zio, Zio. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing Zio. it right. Zio, Zio cardiac uh, monitor, service cardiac monitor. Um, you've got FDA cleared AI, um, which is the only deep learned algorithm clinically proven to be as accurate as expert cardiologists, and uh, a, lar a very large repository of labeled ECG patient data. Talk about some of those uh, factors and how important they are to, to your growth. Absolutely. So on the, the AI side, that is a, a core piece of our business. So we have a wearable biosensor that a patient can wear for up to 14 days. Over those 14 days, a million and a half heartbeats on average are collected. And to analyze all of that data, uh, we, we joke that mere mortals cannot uh, analyze that data on their own. So really have to use artificial intelligence as a way to to find the, the needle in the haystack, if you will. Um, and we've invested heavily in that from the very beginning of the company. Uh, we're now on our um, uh, third generation uh, FDA clear deep learned algorithm. Um, and that allows us to essentially find that needle in the haystack, look at the million and a half heartbeats and pick out exactly what the clinically actionable information is and uh, distill that in a, in a actionable way for physicians to deliver patient care. Great. And you know, talking about the future and, and what's next, AFib is a, a condition that 12 million people are expected to be affected by by 2030, according to the CDC, and a very treatable one, but only if people are aware of it. So that's where Zio and Zeus come in, right? That's exactly right. And atrial fibrillation is the most common uh, cardiac arrhythmia. There are several others out there, and uh, our product Zio uh, detects all of them. Um, you know, we, as we look at the space, 
Um, there's a number of consumer wearables coming in, um, Apple Watch being the most notable, that are really providing awareness to atrial fibrillation and, and cardiac arrhythmias in general. Um, and they're really feeding our funnel. So when a, when a consumer or patient is wearing an Apple Watch and is alerted for a potentially irregular heartbeat, um, oftentimes they'll go to their primary care physician or to their cardiologist and say, look, look what my watch told me, uh, what should I do? And that's generally where we come in, uh, where physician will prescribe Zio, patient will wear it for 14 days and provide that definitive diagnostic. Yeah, makes sense. And, and speaking of watches, wearables, uh, the company has a longstanding partnership with Verily, um, part of Alphabet, and uh, their collaboration earned, that collaboration earned an FDA clearance this summer on a watch um, wearable that monitors AFib, the Zio watch. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and just um, you can hear the energy uh, and the excitement in the building. Um, uh, that's the JP Morgan conference for you. So, yeah, we signed a collaboration with Verily back in 2019. So this has been um, collaboration uh, we've been really excited about for over three years now. We did receive FDA clearance on the uh, Zio watch uh, and the Zeus system, which is essentially the AI and clinical backend that supports the watch. Uh, we're looking to um, get that into market evaluation. Um, in the middle part of 2023, and we're really excited about um, how that can potentially fit in the market and serve more patients. We see a clear gap between monitoring that we do with our Zio XT and Zio AT device today, which is up to 14 days, um, and then long-term implantable loop recorders that a patient can wear for three years. There's a, the downside of that on for implantable loop recorders is those are invasive. They're an implant, and up to 70% of patients that are prescribed an ILR don't actually follow through with an ILR uh, because of the invasiveness. So we see a clear opportunity for Zio Watch to fill that gap um, between 14-day monitoring and monitoring that's uh, measured in years. Great. And as you try to engage patients, physicians, and payers about your products, how's that going? It's going great. Um, we're redefining, you know, how cardiac arrhythmias are diagnosed and really changing the standard of care in the U.S. That is uh, not for the faint of heart. Um, uh, being a pioneer uh, and changing the standard of care comes with, you know, many obstacles and roadblocks along the way. But uh, we keep, keep the patient front and center, and um, that's our motivation every day is we're, we're facing those challenges. Um, and we see a tremendous opportunity ahead of us to continue to serve millions and millions more patients. Sure. And, and being on the IR side, maybe you can speak to whether you have any kind of marketing out efforts coming up in the next six to 12 months that you can share with us. Well, we have a number of uh, exciting things ahead of us in 2023. Most notably, we're launching our third generation biosensor, uh, Zio Monitor. That is 72% smaller than our existing device, Zio XT. Uh, we're really excited about that. We'll be launching that in the back half of this year. Uh, that will be the biggest launch in the company's history. So really excited about that and certainly be on the lookout for that. And you're going to, I would imagine, you'd have a pretty big promotional push around that. Do you do DTC? Uh, probably not television at this point, but, you know, AFib affecting 12 million people. That's kind of a, it gets us kind of into mass media territory there. How, how do you think about, you know, the marketing efforts around this? 
Yeah, absolutely. We have not engaged with uh, with DTC efforts in our history, uh, but absolutely that is something we're considering going forward. Uh, fortunately, we can draft on the great work that Apple has done in terms of raising awareness around atrial fibrillation. And as we think about trying to get our service and technology to every patient out there that can benefit from it, we absolutely need to go directly to those consumers in, in a number of different places. So I uh, haven't done it historically, but that is in our future. Great. And talking once again about partnering, um, who else can you tell us you're, you're partnering with as, as you try to integrate these products more in, into the health system? Who, who are your targets or who are you currently partnering with? Yeah. Uh, so we had an investor day back in September of last year. We uh, announced a, a partnership with Heartbeat Health, uh, which is a virtual cardiologist practice. Uh, and as we think about getting out into the primary care space, oftentimes um, they're not sure what to do with you know with the information that can be provided by Zio, and um, they want that kind of fail safe, if you will, to have a cardiologist to engage with and uh, make sure that they're doing the right thing for the patient. So Heartbeat Health is a virtual cardiology provider that has um, cardiologists um, licensed in all 50 states. Uh, we, we are partnered with them on our Know Your Rhythm program, which is focused on um, undiagnosed, uh, potentially asymptomatic patients, um, and see a lot of uh, bright things ahead um, in our partnership with them. Nice, nice. And uh, Dan, I certainly appreciate you joining us. Just before I let you go, I wanted to find out what are you excited about, you know, for the year ahead, either for the company or personally, professionally, career-wise. You know, what's what's on your radar uh, this year? Um, that's uh, that's a great question, um, and hard to choose uh, choose one thing. Um, you know, we didn't touch on international expansion. Um, that's a, a big push for us. We're, we're being very intentional around that. We have a small business uh, in the U.K. today. But uh, much like we've changed the standard of care in the U.S., we're looking to do that in um, every other country out there as well. So we're, we're getting organized to do that. We'll be launching efforts into three additional countries later this year. Um, and so I would say going global uh, for the company is uh, something I'm really excited about this year. Nice. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dan, uh, and hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you very much, Mark. Appreciate it. That's it for this week. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM Podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizzy M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.